KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. There is a lot of attention being paid to space these days with a continuing focus on the idea of are we alone? Could there be life out there? Intelligent life? And will we ever come across it? Could we have already? Congress is getting a report on UFOs, and the military has released videos that they can't explain. So we wanted to focus on the idea if we are alone in the universe. Is there life out there? What would it take for there to be life on other planets? What happens if we actually find it? For this discussion, we reached out to Dr. Paul Halpern. He is a professor of physics at the University of the Sciences. Fascinating conversation. Give a listen. So I'd like to start, do you feel, as someone who studies this, who's who's followed it, who's written about it, do you feel the interest and discussion on the idea of life in outer spaces has increased over the last decade, become a much more mainstream discussion point? I think interest in life in other planets tends to peak at certain times, uh, certain you know periods of history. For example, when in the late 19th century, there was a supposed sighting of canals on Mars, and the astronomy buff Percival Lowell was really interested in the idea that Mars might have canals. All of a sudden, there was a Mars mania, and there were all sorts of novels about Mars and books about Mars and movies and so forth. And then that kind of dropped dropped down a little bit. It seems like recently, because of U.S. government releasing material and so forth, there seems to be more of an interest again in the idea of life on other planets. I myself have always been of the thought process that the universe, the galaxy, it's all just so large. It's just, to me personally, it's like inconceivable that we could be the only real intelligent life out there. Is that a crazy way to think? I agree. I I think that the size of the universe, the, the fact that there are so many billions of galaxies and trillions of stars, trillions and trillions, statistically, what are the chances that we would be the only form of life out there? On the other hand, the fact that the universe is enormous and the fact that distances even to the nearest star are formidable might mean that there's life out there that isn't able to reach us. So that's that's the sad part that there could be forms of life that somehow are unable to travel to us because of the enormous distances. Are we learning more scientifically that makes the possibility of life being out there more likely? Like, have we learned things that check more boxes that, yeah, there's probably some sort of life out there? Well, it used to be thought that you need certain ingredients for life and you need uh, oxygen, water, and uh, access to the sun, you need to, to be on a surface. And more recently, scientists have discovered extremophiles, forms of life that can live in steam vents, can live in places that would seem inhospitable, such as caustic chemical pools. And you would think that there'd be no life in these acid baths, but yet there are places that are so extreme and yet forms of life develop there. So that makes it more likely that life is on other planets because you might not need, for example, an oxygen-filled atmosphere. You might be able to have life deep beneath the surface. For example, beneath the surface of Europa, some speculate that there's an ocean there. Uh, Europa is one of the moons of Jupiter. 
So it's possible that life exists way beneath the surface of a Jupiter moon. And that would be pretty exciting if that turns out to be the case. What is the bigger leap going from the idea that we're alone to life or from the concept of life to intelligent societal life like we enjoy? Well, there are a lot of unknowns here. And one unknown is how likely it is for intelligent beings to form because we really don't know it. We're the only form of life on earth that's self-cognizant, self-aware. Question is how likely it is for life to develop from a chemical soup and very simple forms of life to life that can be able to talk about itself and you know, have cognitive processes. It's something we really don't know. We, we think it's probably what would happen elsewhere, but we're still not sure. What do you think it would mean or change for our society if we were to learn for sure that there is intelligent life out there? How would the idea that we we truly aren't alone, if it ever came to pass, do you think it would change the, you know, the society on Earth? If we discovered that there's intelligent life out there, that would change society incredibly in so many ways. Uh, For example, we could acquire new forms of technology. If the uh, other forms of life are friendly, that's one story. If they're unfriendly, that's another story. It might be that there are forms of life out there that we just simply have trouble understanding or communicating with. We might sense that they're intelligent, but there might be such a a barrier in terms of understanding that we might be uh, baffled. So the fact that there are other forms of life intelligent life out there would humble us and make us start rethinking how our society is organized and um, what might be, for example, better ways of organizing society, better forms of technology and so forth. We have seen, I know there was a lot of excitement with the discovery of a certain gas on Venus that many people believe could be related to some sort of life. And you know, we've talked about the water on Mars and stuff like that. As someone who studies this, how exciting are these revelations when they come to the surface? Does it move us one step closer to to learning, uh, you know, the answers to the big questions? Well, I think it was very exciting to discover, you know, the fact that there's water on Mars and and that, you know, it could have been the case that Mars was much more similar to Earth in the past. And that is a very exciting revelation because it means that the conditions on earth are not so unique after all. And that, um, you know, and with Venus, once again, it's possible that Venus and earth were more alike in the past and somehow they diverged. Some people talk about Venus having a runaway greenhouse effect. You just made it, you know, inhospitable. It is very exciting when we find out that some conditions on other planets or other on different moons resemble Earth in some ways. On the other hand, the fact that certain chemicals exist or certain conditions exist doesn't necessarily mean that there is life or was life. There are other processes that resemble primitive forms of life in terms of converting certain chemicals from one to the other that might not necessarily be itself. You talked about, you know, learning of life that can live in all these what were once thought to be inhospitable areas. Is it possible slash likely that there could be life out there somewhere that exists in ways we aren't 
capable of getting our head around right now? Oh, yes, certainly. And there's an open question about artificial intelligence. So that's a big debate. Would it be possible to produce so-called silicon-based life, life, you know, that's essentially high-level computers, but replicate human thought processes? If that's possible, then the door opens for all sorts of forms of existence, including artificial intelligence. Now, some people argue that certain mental processes could not be replicated by uh, machines, but uh, it's an it's an open question. But if they can be, then there could be forms of uh, what we wouldn't call it necessarily uh, life as we know it, but intelligent beings that are basically robotic or you know artificial intelligence beings, and they would have the advantage that they could survive in very extreme conditions and travel for possibly travel for thousands of of years and not even really you know have any wear and tear and and that would enable them to travel very far in space indeed you know you we once again talking about the conditions for life and i think is it somebody said or where earth is positioned in our solar system like the goldilocks zone not too hot not too cold just right have we found uh, we have found other planets elsewhere that exist in that realm. Am I correct that, you know, seem to be in that same type of far enough from a star or from a sun that, you know, theoretically it would seem to be similar to to what we have? We found things that are that are in some ways close to Earth, but there are, are differences. We haven't found yet a planet that's like Earth that's revolving at the same distance around a sun-like star. In other words, we haven't found an exact copy of Earth. That's a rocky planet, the same size as Earth, uh, same uh, distance from its star and the same type of star. But that said, uh, there could be other possibilities. For example, um, there are a lot of red dwarf stars out there. Red dwarf stars are much cooler than the sun, but it's possible that a planet that's very close to a red dwarf star orbiting, you know, much, much closer than Earth orbits the sun could pick up enough energy for, for life to form there. And, and we discovered a super Earth a few years ago called TOI270b. And that is about in, in a star system about 72 light years away. And that orbits very, very close to its sun. And its uh, sun is a red dwarf. So much less energetic than our sun, it's it's conceivable that, you know, life could could form there. When the day, assuming it comes, that we do discover concrete, let's say intelligent life, not just microbes or something like that, more likely we come across them or they come across us, you think? If they're extremely intelligent or more intelligent than us, then they would probably be more likely to find out about us first. We're sending out all sorts of signals into space, our broadcasts. It was in some ways more so when everything was uh, being broadcast on on radio waves, television broadcasts and so forth. Those early broadcasts, let's say television, television broadcasts from 50, 60 years ago will have traveled, you know, 50, 60 light years and possibly could be picked up by um, 
by other systems and they would know from those broadcasts or at least surmise that there is intelligent life on earth. Um, we haven't seen anything like that from, from another system. We, although we've been looking with radio dishes, we look for signals from, from other um, systems looking for signs of intelligent life. There have been some close calls or uh, I should say false alarms in which we found regular signals or pulses and that turned out to be completely natural phenomena such as pulsating stars rather than blips from aliens. But we're still looking for uh, the possibility of signals from other systems. And just you as someone who studies, what do you what do you think? I mean, what do you think in our lifetimes we will have some sort of contact? It's really, really hard for me to to know if you know if that's possible or not. Um, I think it will happen very suddenly, the discovery of intelligent life on another planet. I don't think it's happened yet because it, there would be much many more signs of of contact if if something like that has happened already. And it's very hard um, for governments or private agencies to keep anything uh, a secret for years and years and years. But, you know, if something like that did happen, I think it would be, you know, sudden and it would alter our society beyond belief. It would be, you know, really an incredible event in the history of, of human civilization. it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth you can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows i'm Matt Leon we'll have another episode out soon